17 of Talk is Cheap, our New York Giants podcast right here at NJ.com. You can also find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, and we've been doing this now uh, for 17 weeks, our 17th episode, and uh, you know... We're getting old, we're getting old. We are, and you know what, Jordan, we needed to infuse a little new blood here, so uh, happy to introduce a new member to this podcast, and more than that, uh, someone who's now on the Giants' feet, along with Jordan, we have James Cratch. Uh, joining us now, and he'll be with us every week. James, uh, welcome, bud. Straight from the bullpen. Hey. We got we got him from the bullpen, you know, with a hard-throwing right-hander, James Cracks. I don't know, maybe a little junk ball, but Joe, Jordan, I'm uh, glad to be here. Ready to get going. Well, we're happy to have you, and uh, it's going to be a good year. And uh, It's exciting now, guys, to actually talk about football. Jordan and I have been doing this for 16 weeks, and just you know, kind of getting ready for this. But now you guys have been out there. First question, atmosphere. Enough camp. speculation, Joe. No, Enough it's real now. Let's do it for real. Yeah, it's real. So what's the atmosphere like? Positive, exciting? Give us a little take on the atmosphere first couple days. Well, look, it's training camp. Everyone's undefeated. Of course it's optimistic. I mean, you know, even without Jason Pierre-Paul, their, their top defensive tackle, without their, you know, left tackle. Uh, did I say defensive tackle for JPP? I meant defensive end. Uh, yes. But even without those guys, you know, even with rookie safeties or no, you know, no starting safeties, of course there's optimism here. Jerry Reese even went and said, "Hey, I think we're gonna have a really good defense, and we're gonna surprise a lot of people." And that's the side of the ball that everyone really had question marks. So everything's rosy and peachy right now. No, no, uh, no more season-ending injuries. Giants have first three couple days remain fairly healthy, so positive. No, I agree with you, Arden. It seemed like there was a lot of energy here yesterday. They had shoulder pads on for the first time. You know, they had music cranking, and, and they're having fun. I think the uh, the fat man punt return competition at the end of practice yesterday was kind of a, a symbol that, you know, this is kind of a loose team, that they don't really seem to be, you know, gloom and doom with this whole win-or-else mandate that's pretty much hanging over the season. Yeah, the new, Tom, the new Tom Coughlin. I mean, come on, Tom Coughlin. Ten years ago, wouldn't be blasting uh, hip hop music and running fat man competitions now on the third day of training camp. I like that the new Tom Coughlin. And yeah, it is, it is good to keep it loose and a lot of new faces, obviously, with the Giants. and And we'll hear from him. We're going to bring on uh, Dwayne Harris a little later on in the show. New York, new New York. Another Giants. new guy. Yeah, a ton of them. There's been a, a ton of turnover, obviously, the last couple of years. So we'll bring Harris on and get to know him a little bit on this podcast. Yeah, he might know a little. He might know a little something about one of the Giants' rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. You know. He, he, he was inside that locker room, so he might he might know a little something about uh, what's going on over there. A little inside information. So we'll talk to Dwayne in, in a few minutes here. Guys, I heard Tom Coughlin uh, this morning, WFAN, Boomer and Carton, doing a, a remote from Giants camp, and, and Tom was on this morning, and he talked up a couple guys that he seemed like he was really impressed about. Number one was Shane Green on offense. Number two, Demontre Moore on defense. Give me your impressions of those two guys. The first with Green and then Demontre Moore. First test, uh, your guys seeing them. I'll start with Vereen here. Well, I'll start talking with Vereen. Okay. All right, go ahead. You go. James, jump in there. Get in there. You got it? All right. All right. Uh, you know, I think Vereen, he just brings so much to this offense. He obviously, he gets a lot of credit about being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, but you know, he's also been running the ball well. You know, he blocks well. He's just a veteran presence, so I think it's going to bring an added dimension to the offense. And Demontre Moore, I mean, he has all the physical tools, and as we've said, with no JPP, you're, they're going to be looking for some pass rushing there, and a lot of people think he's the guy who can fill that void. I'll say this about Shane Green: It's not just him coming in on third down and being a third down back and, be, you know, just in that specific role. He's going to be a passing down back. 
and that's going to involve passing downs nowadays in the NFL come up on more than just third, you know, third, third and longs nowadays. Uh, you know, they pass more than probably 50, around the 50, 60 percent on first down. So you see him in the red zone. You see him on first down. You see him in all different kinds of packages. You, you know, he's going to be used. You see him on the field pretty much right now. I see him on the field as much as the first string running back for Sean Jennings. Well, that tells you a lot right there. But if he's going to play that much and add that kind of versatility to the offense, uh, that's going to be important here. And, you know, if he could do that, the Giants are going to be a better team for him. How about Demontre Moore, a guy that, look, uh, you saw the talent a couple of years ago when he was drafted, but he hasn't really put it together. And now without JPP, they're going to need someone to step up. What have you guys seen from Moore? Have you been as impressed as a team like Coughlin was here in this morning? This team has high hopes for Demontre Moore. They did all offseason. They expect a big season out of him. Look, he's going to be – his top skill is going to be as a pass rusher. That is what he is. Uh, you see that from him on the field. You've seen that from him since day one. When he gets on the field as a pass rusher, he looks like he can be successful in that area. But you did, I did see yesterday him a couple times making plays against the run which is a positive sign because that's something the Giants have not seen a lot of. Maybe an increase in strength uh, or just maybe it's a knowing what he's supposed to do better. And I think that's key is this team be him is for him yeah, being able to gain the trust of the coaches. I think that's, that's a key thing with Demontre Morgan. Guys, we look at this defense here. Jerry Reese yesterday uh, talked up the defense, said we're going to surprise people. Now, they, they were 29th at defense last year. If they surprise people, it's going to be a big leap to go from 29 to where they think they might be able to go, at least the middle of the pack or better. Defensively, uh, do you think they have that ability to do that? We'll, we'll, we'll go to James here. Defensively, do you think this team could be pretty good? Because last year they certainly weren't. Well, I think – the linebacker core, I think, has a chance to be really good. I mean, John Beeson, if he can stay healthy, is a proven commodity. Devon Kennard had a great day of practice yesterday. Um, you know, and Thomas as well has played well at times. But I, I really think, and I think Jordan will agree with this, the big test for them is going to be what happens at safety. You're pretty set at cornerbacks with Rogers Cromartie and Mukamara, but safety is wide open, as a position coach David Merritt said earlier today. And they're just kind of bouncing guys in and out, rotating them. They're just trying to find two guys that fit. Yeah, safety is certainly a position I would watch out for. Uh, we know that already. They don't have anybody there. I'm not as sold on the linebackers. I like Devon Kennard, and I think he could be a really good player. I'm not sure John Beeson is a great player anymore. He certainly could be a good, a good to uh, average, serviceable, no doubt, easily, uh, as long as he's healthy. The other linebacker spot I worry about, uh, the pass, the, the defensive ends. I mean, look, if your defensive ends starting week one are George Selvey and Robert Ayers, I don't think that inspires a ton of confidence. Uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys will not be shaking in their pants if, you know, it's, it's Robert Ayers and uh, George Selvey coming out for the first play on defense. So the situation with Jason Pierre-Paul, Let's be honest, it factors greatly into, you know, what they, the expectations are going to be for this defense. Yeah, I would have to. But, but wait, wait, but let's just say this for a second. Uh, if, we're, if, if Jerry Reese is talking about we're going to be surprised by the defense, if that means finishing 16th in the league instead of 29th, I could see that. I mean, just by changing defensive coordinators, they might be able to gain more respectability and just not have the, the breakdowns that they were having left and right last year. Which would be, a, you know, an overwhelming positive because they had a lot of those, and a lot of it probably was because a of the lot of them. 
a lost a lack of continuity. I Man, they had so yes. many injuries. They had to throw so many new guys out there in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, that was an issue, obviously, for the Giants uh, as we went through the season. Guys, I'm going to ask you about the offensive line here. Then we'll go to Dwayne Harris uh, and learn a little about him on talking sheet. But the offensive line, so much question around there. Uh, talk number one about Eric Flowers and how he looks, and then number two, just tell us about the alignment when they're lining up first team. What does it look like left to right? Uh, we're talking first team offensive line. First Jeff? team offensive line. Same as the spring. We're going left to right. Eric Flowers, Justin Pugh at left guard, Richburg at center, uh, Jeff Schwartz at right guard. Even though he missed yesterday with a, a you know, foot soreness, and then uh, Marshall Newhouse at right tackle. So that's what we're, we're running with the Flowers. You know, James did a really nice rundown of him the other day at practice. You see some technical flaws. You see him maybe standing up a little too straight. Uh, but you see a kid who's just supremely talented and just an absolutely huge individual. Um, and just he has the look of a left tackle for sure. Yeah, I mean, Tom Coughlin talked yesterday about Flowers and said you know, he really likes work ethic. That he doesn't talk a lot. He just kind of shows up and works. Um, he's a physical specimen. I mean, obviously it's not easy for a rookie to show up in the NFL and be a starting left tackle. Um, but I think that so far, that they have to maybe, I mean, they have no idea what they're going to get out of it yet. But so far, he has looked good in practice, and I think there's some hope for them there. Yeah, that's part of what they liked about him is that attitude. He's really just a guy who's going to come in and play football, and that's really all he's worried about. So I think the Giants have a lot to work with there, and they have a lot to mold. But then again, there's a lot of molding that needs to be done. So it's like a, a double-edged sword there with him right now. All right, guys, let's go to Dwayne Harris, new giant wide receiver, special teams ace. Jordan, you caught up with him uh, at the facility, talking to him about joining the team, expectations, and what he brings to the New York Giants. So here's Dwayne Harris a little earlier with Jordan. We're going to bring in new Giants wide receiver Dwayne Harris here. Dwayne, how's it going so far? A little different. You know, you're not, you know, you're the same division, but now you're with a new team. Maybe a little different role. Hopefully, I, I think that's that's sort of your intention here. Uh, give me a little rundown of, of what it's been like so far for you. Um, it's been good. You know, uh, the transition has been re- very smooth. You know, um, the coaches, the players, you know they all brought me in. Like I've been here for a long time, so it just made that transition for me a lot smoother. You know, um, I'm learning the playbook um, very well. You know, um, so I'm just getting in there, getting reps, and I'm just just trying to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can. One of the main reasons they bring you in, obviously, special teams is something you, you know you you've sort of excelled at early in your career. Uh, you, you know, they viewed you as a guy who played basically in every facet of the special teams. Um, what's that been like here? How do you envision your role in that regard and changing? And, and and what do you have to sort of prove to them, or how do you how do you help them? get the special teams unit to play better because it's been it's been a sore spot here in the last couple of years and how aware of you of that um i definitely have the, i have the same role i had in Dallas as far as special team you know um i think my job is on special team is you know to give that team the motivation you know the boost that they need you know to get over that hump you know the special team is not bad it's, it's good they got good players on special teams you know um 
we just need a guy, you know, who, who brings that extra spark to the team, you know, and I think that's what I can do. You know, I'm a guy. How do you do that? How do you bring it all together? Um, I'm just a guy who's always around the ball, you know, especially when it's time to tackle, I'm playing a kickoff, you know, and, and the special teams are the return, you know. Um, just that guy who can just bring that spark and get get the team good field position. You know, you're a wide receiver though. How, you're not supposed to tackle. How do, how do you become? A, how are you a wide receiver and you become a good uh, you know a good tackler and embrace that kind of contact? It sort of you know almost doesn't make sense in this league. Well, I'm a, I'm a physical player anyway, so you know hitting hitting people is just one of the things you just got to get used to. You know, um, for me, I enjoy it because I'm always about getting hit. So when I can return the favor, you know, it's always a good feeling. You must have played another position now, you know, coming up. But to be to be, to be a guy who's who's going to be out there, you know, and no, embrace you know all that contact crazy, that comes with it. The crazy thing was I was a quarterback all my life, so you know, as a quarterback, you never want to get hit, you never want to hit anybody. <laughs> so you know, I just had to learn. Did you wear the red jersey? Yeah, I did. Uh, I played quarterback in college you know, before I changed my position to receiver. So um, it's just one of the things you just got to you just got to embrace, you know, uh, as a player, a physical player for me, you know. I just love the contact side of the game. So yeah, I don't know um, if I could see Odell running down there, want to want to be banging heads like that. Yeah, but you just gotta you gotta enjoy it because you know when you get hit, you know you you always think about it, man. I always want to get a chance to go out and hit somebody. So just give me a chance to get out my frustration on the other team. Uh, when I get hit, you know I go out and hit somebody else. So it's fun. Get that frustration out yeah. on the Cowboys, maybe a little bit. You know, oh, yeah, prove to them that. They should have brought you back. Is, it, yeah. is that something that, that sticks in your mind at all, or um, a little bit? But you know, they had a reason for doing what they had to do, you know, and I had my reason doing what I had to do. But when it come down to game time, they they know what they're getting themselves into, and I know what I'm getting myself into. So it's gonna be one of those things they know that I'm gonna come out and play how I play. What's the difference between here and there so far? I mean, you've been here only, you know, a little bit in the spring, a couple of training camp records. What's, what's some of the biggest differences you see? Um, Just the way we practice, man. It's, 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 it's so much fun. You know, I love the way we practice. It's fun. You know, Describe it's, a practice there and a practice here. Um, there, you know, it's, it's a lot of just arguing. It's always arguing. People always arguing. <laughs> have, you know, here is always we having a good time. We have fun. We go out, have practice. As a professional, you know, in Dallas it's more intense. You know, I think it's a lot more build-up. You know, as far as, you know, we do one-on-ones or we doing defense versus offense, I think it's more intensity there than here. Like, this is more professional. Everybody trying to keep each other safe, you know. Um, and Dallas is like, you know, we, it's all our brow, you know. You, hey, you opened the door there. You saw the <laughs> it's video. All, it's all you, see, you, see, you see the Dez video yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. No, but that's, that's just Dez, though. A lot of people don't understand. That's just Dez. He's a competitor. So when he's getting challenged on that's the football field. That's sort of what field, makes him tick? Yeah, that's just him. That's just him. That's just him as a football player. You know, he's a competitor. You know, if you challenge him, he's going to challenge you back. That's just what he is. So is that sort of like the, you know. The sign that summer started for them over there is like when that happens. Yeah, you, they have it every year. It's always one. It's always one. So you know, I think that's just how they, how they, um, how they get their season started. You know, there's that kind of guy. He, that's what they need on their team. That's why they, that's why they sign them. That's why they have them. Then they just brush it off and yeah, they brush it off. You know, that, that's a team. They're teammates. You know, they, they gonna go back at it every day at practice. But in that day when they off the field, I'm pretty sure Dez and Pat Pittman, they gonna be, they, they friends. They cool. They teammates. So it's nothing personal. I, I, a lot of people don't understand that. Like they think it's like, okay, well they got to fight. This must be a problem. But no, that's just them. That's just how they, that's just how they practice. Did it ever happen with Dwayne Harris? No, I'm that not kind a, of stuff? 
Nah, I'm not. Nobody usually try to fight me. I'm not. You're, you're a lover. Anxiety. You're a lover, yeah. not a fighter. I'm a team player. You know, I try to keep everybody safe. So I try to just go out, do my job, you know, and and, and, and play football. That's it. You know, I'm not really like that hype. That's why we got Dez Bryant for. I'm not that guy. <laughs> you, you, who's that guy here? You have you, you notice any guy like um, that? I mean, maybe not to that degree, but we don't who's, have who's a, that kind of spark here? We don't have that kind of spark because everybody's like real laid back as a receiver. We have we have a lot of finesse guys. All everyone I think is a lot more finesse. So it's like we're we're looking for is finesse a positive in this in yeah, this way. Yeah, because we have a lot of guys with who who's not like more physical and more guys who catch the ball and make stuff happen after the fact. So, which kind of fits the offense? Yeah, you know? which fits the offense. So you know, Dez is a physical receiver. He's big, physical, strong. Yeah. that's just how he plays. So you, you when you playing against him, you got to be that guy. But when you're born that size, it helps. You know, make, yeah, make it helps you, so, so you got to use yeah, it, right? We got a lot of small guys. So we, we're more <laughs> finesse players. You're we, a big guy here, almost. You know? Yeah, I'm almost a big guy here. So you know, <laughs> for me, it's like I got to bring the physicalness. So. I love it, though. It's fun. It brings that fun out of the game for all of us. One of the reasons you came here, you wanted to have a bigger role as a receiver. Yes. Um, how important is, is that to you, and what do you feel like you have to prove? And, and you know, and, and how do you think it's going so far? We see you getting, you know, they, even though there's a rotation, you do come out, you take some first-team snaps, and it's got to be exciting for you to be in that role of, hey, I have the opportunity here to show yeah, what I can do um, yeah, most in definitely. that regard. Well, yeah, most definitely. Um, that's definitely one of the reasons I came here, you know, just to show, I guess, the whole world that I can play wide receiver and not just be a special teams guy, you know. And I think that the New York Giants is going to give me that chance to go out and play offense, you know. And, of course, I got to prove myself on the practice field that I can go out and know the plays and know what to do and know my assignment, know my job. So, you know, it just, it just comes with the confidence that they have in me and the confidence that I have in them. So we're just working together to get this thing done. Fill, fill in the blanks real quick fire here at end. Training camp with the Giants is? Fun. Dwayne Harris, in two words, can be described as? Physical. Hard worker. Special teams is? My life. Funniest guy in the wide receiver room is? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody's pretty funny. It depends on what day it is. You know, you got Odell, you got you got Victor, you got... I heard Corey Ryan. Washington's kind of sneaky Corey funny, Washington, too. he'll sneak in there and give you a couple laughs. And Preston, actually, yeah. He, that too. he'll give you a couple laughs, too. So we have a funny group of guys. So that's a hard one is to say who's the funniest receiver. And coaching can have some couple jokes, too. So it's kind of Coach hard. Coughlin, or are you talking about Coach Ryan? Coach Ryan. Coach All Ryan right. throw a couple, couple jokes in there, too, now. So... It's I don't see Tom Coughlin being the, you know, the, uh, he, the, the, the best comedian out there. I don't know if he's the best, but he might slide you a couple, <laughs> maybe yeah, a dry small, humor small, yeah, small jokes in there every <laughs> once in a while. But Sarcasm. Yeah, but it's, it's fun. Though. It, it, it keeps, it keeps the, the game fun where you can have fun, joke around, and still do your job and be a professional. Watching Odell Beckham is like... Oh, man, poetry in motion, man. This guy is smooth. I, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy it. Your expectations for 2015 are? Super Bowl. Personally, your expectations are? Pro Bowl. Sounds good. I think uh, the Giants would be happy with that signing if you can, if you can produce on either one of those, actually. You, you come up with either one of those, and you'll be in good shape. Wow. So, so, hopefully, I don't have to go to the Pro Bowl because I'm in the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you accomplish the first one, then you, you, can't, you won't be able to go to the second exactly. one. Exactly. Well, I appreciate it, Dwayne. No problem. Hey, best of luck. Thank you. I'm going to speak to you soon. Will do.
All right, a couple interesting things there from Dwayne as he talked to you, Jordan, there uh, at the facility. And number one, the first thing that jumped out to me is he seems like a pretty confident guy, and he seems like he's really happy uh, to be part of this Giants group and, and with this Giants receiving core, and they're giving him a chance to play wide receiver, which he seemed excited about. He really wants that opportunity. I think that, that's the key here with him. He wanted that opportunity, and he's going to get it here. Look, he's, him, and, him and Corey Washington have been getting some of the first-team snaps. Uh, granted, it's because uh, Beckham and Cruz are on pitch counts, but still, it just goes to show you where he stands in the mix for the for the Giants and the wide receiver group. So that, that's what he was looking for, and uh, they're certainly going to use him on special teams. You name the special team unit, he'll be out there for them. The other thing he brought up that I, that I thought was interesting, and he's not the first one to say this. I mean, the, you know, the GM has talked about it. The owners talked about it. The high expectations. Now, the Giants have been pretty bad for two years. You hear Dwayne Harris, one of the, the last questions asked him there, Jordan, was, you know, expectations, the goal for this year. And he said Super Bowl. Now, look, it's the NFL. Every team has that. But do you notice that this Giants team, do you think they feel like they're going to be really good, even though the last couple of years would give you a signal that this isn't a very good football team or hasn't been recently? Yeah, but I don't fall into that too much. Every team has that. They did. They had the same thing this year. You know, Walter Thurman was running around here last year at this time, telling us that this uh, safe, this secondary could be as good as the Legion of Boom, and uh, they turned out to be an utter disaster. So, you know, you you gotta you gotta take all this this point of year with a grain of salt and uh, sort of you know. See for yourself before you can really make those judgments. But, yeah, if you don't believe you can win the Super Bowl now, you might as well not even be on this field. Yeah, I got to echo what Jordan said. It's, it's August 3rd. These guys are going to be in camp for 24 more days. You know, they, they got to think positive thoughts now. I mean, if you can't be positive now. Now, you mentioned the pitch count there for guys like Cruz and guys like Beckham. Uh, when it comes to the pitch count, when it comes to that, do you think that's why James Jones was signed? How about that signing? Uh, kind of came out of nowhere over the weekend. James Jones, former Packer, played with Ben McAdoo, and actually led the NFL in touchdown catches a couple of years ago. He's now a giant. What kind of role do we expect for him here? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is this is a one that's, that can go a lot of different ways. It could go anywhere, in my opinion, from not making the team to end up being like, you know the third the third receiver. So. It's a real crapshoot with him. I think they're they're in a let's uh, let's see what we have here, and uh, we'll make a judgment later and see. You know that you can look. They found out. They know. I mean, they've known this before, but they found out for sure last year. You can never have too much at a position. They thought they were loaded at cornerback. They end up being extremely short-handed at cornerback, picking guys up off the street like Chandler Fenner. So get guys that can play, especially if it's at the right price. And I think he, James Jones did come at the right price for the Giants. And so now they can uh, give themselves some insurance and see how it pans out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think right. it's kind of a no-risk no situation for them. They bring in a guy who, you know, is a veteran. Maybe he can mentor some of the younger guys. Maybe he can give a guy like Ruben Randall a push a little bit here and there and, you know, figure out what you have. All right, this is how we'll, uh, we'll wrap up Episode 17 with some rapid-fire questions. I'll throw them at you. Uh, we'll start with uh, James, and we'll go to Jordan for each of these questions. Uh, and you just give me first impressions on all these things that I ask here. All right, number one, first one for you. We'll start with James and then to Jordan. Most impressive player in camp so far in your eyes? I will say Victor Cruz because he, just, he looks so good out there in the limited time he's had. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not say Cruz because he, where he came from, just the fact that he's out there and he's running seemingly uninhibited, that's, that's a win for them, no doubt. 
But to me, you know what? Bennett Jackson, very, very surprised at how he came out of the gate here. Uh, you're talking about a guy who never really played safety before, and he's looked pretty darn good in the first week of camp, uh, already working getting some first-team snaps as a result. And uh, you know what? He has that center fielder ability that I'm not sure anyone else in that group really has. So I think that's a great thing for the Giants with Bennett Jackson can pan out. But, hey, it's early in camp. we got to see how he holds up. we got to see how he handles the contact because, obviously, safety and cornerback a little different there. So, for me, give me Bennett Jackson. How about an under-the-radar player catching your eye? Now, look, Bennett Jackson, he's younger. He is a little bit under the radar, but he's a guy that could play a big role because they have a hole there at that position. So he's one you're watching. Obviously, crews are watching every step he takes. But how about someone under the radar that I think most fans wouldn't be talking about but you've noticed over the first few days? I thought Daniel Fells, a tight end, had a really good day yesterday. He, you know, he had a couple catches out of the backfield, lining up in the backfield and on the line. He blocked well. You know, I, Larry Donnell's been a little bit limited with his Achilles injury. He's a guy that caught my eye yesterday. Yeah, under the radar. Wow. For me, I'm going to go with I, – I don't know if this is really under the radar, but uh, Weston Richburg. I mean, he looks like a different player to me. I mean, just because you don't hear much about him because it's hard to tell when they're in the interior line. But to me, he looks like a different player than he did last year playing center than when he did it when he played guard. So, for me, that's kind of flown under the radar. Maybe he's not an under-the-radar player, but the way he's looked so far, uh, I, I find that promising. Yeah, I heard Eli this morning talk him up on WFAN saying that he thinks he's going to have a better year and just be more comfortable uh, being back at center, which was his natural position at Colorado State. So that's a good sign. Uh, that he's catching your eye. How about the, for you guys right now, based on what you've seen so far, which area of this team is the deepest positional group? Is it wide receiver now, bringing Jones in and all the depth they have, or is it somewhere else? Deepest positional group you think on this team? I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with running back. Uh, I don't think they have any stars at the position, but I certainly think they have three players, at least with Vereen, uh, uh, Andre Williams, and I really like Rashad Jennings as a player. I think he's a... a He's almost an underrated player because he's always injured. You almost can't – you just almost forget when he's on the field that is a really good running back who can pretty much do a little bit of everything, including catch the football. So he has size and speed. Uh, he has vision. He's a smart guy. I, I really like that position group for the Giants and because the Vereen part really is the compliment that they were missing. Andre Williams also, a uh, really, really impressive combination of size and speed. That's why the Giants liked him last year. Uh, the vision, yeah, he's got to work on that. We'll, we'll, we'll see if it's improved. But uh, Orleans Darkwell also, good special teamer, uh, ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. There's a fourth guy. So deepest group to me, running backs. Not the str- strongest at the top, but deepest, yes. No, I'll just, I'll just go with the obvious answer then, wide receiver. Yeah, it's tough to go against the wide receivers. When they have that much depth, they have that much talent there. Uh, all those players they could go to beyond the top two, it's tough to go against. Uh, what the Giants have. At yeah, the only reason I wouldn't go there is because I have to see it on the field in games right. and, see it hold, and see it hold up or see that he, he – look, he looks great. The fact that he's out there so far is very encouraging, and that's what you want at this point. But until you see him be back at that level, look, if he's not the same – if he's just an average player, then you have Odell Beckham and a couple average players around him. I'm not so sure if that makes a great deep unit. So I, I'm, I'm going to wait and see on that one. Not that I'm saying it's – it, they can't be, but I'm just—I'm not quite there yet. Wait and see. That's what this time of the year is for. So, guys, 
uh, rolling along here a couple days in. Uh, and now you'll be out there every day covering this team, giving us great coverage on NJ.com. We'll do this again next week. We'll go into episode 18. And before you know it, we'll start talking about what will soon be uh, a preseason game and some joint practices the Bengals. So a lot going on at the Giants camp. And uh, this was fun. Yeah, we'll speak to you next week. We'll be, uh, uh, you know, on our way to Cincinnati by that time. But, yeah, we're looking forward to it, Joe. Sounds great. This is another good one in the books. Another good one. Episode 17 in the books. Uh, Thanks to James, thanks to Jordan, and, of course, thanks to you for listening uh, right here on NJ.com. You can find us on iTunes and find us on Stitcher. This has been Talk is Cheap, our New York Giants podcast on NJ.com.